You're listening to Ready Aim Empire, episode 170. Today, I'm thrilled to introduce you to Olivia Allnut, who is leading a global stretch movement and changing the face of fitness and wellness around the world. Welcome to the Ready Aim Empire podcast, simple, actionable strategy to help you drive your profits and grow your empire. Now, here's your host, Lisa Keeker. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Ready Aim Empire. Today, I'm joined by Olivia Allnut, co-director of Stretch Therapy and a master trainer that's leading a movement in bringing the art of stretching across the world. Now, I had the pleasure of taking part in a stretch therapy workshop almost seven years ago here in the States, and to call it life-changing, that would be an understatement. Since then, I'm probably one of the biggest followers of stretch therapy, whether it's through their online courses, whether it's through their amazing online meditations, which are incredible, or even just passing along copies of the books that have been produced. So when I got a chance to interview Olivia, who really handles so much of the day-to-day operations and the marketing of this program, I jumped up and down. So Olivia, I got to say a huge welcome to you. Thank you. And thanks for having me. I'm really pleased to be here. Oh, I love this. So first thing I want to just ask if you can explain is what is stretch therapy? Because I feel like the term stretch class, stretch therapy, it's become something that's become like a hotbed topic in probably the last few years where we're recognizing, hey, our bodies need the down as much as they need the up. Kit Lachlan is you know, the founder of this and really originated this methodology. So with Kit, I mean, he's been working on this for almost 30 years, building truly stretch therapy as a, a therapeutic means to transform the body. So will you just explain, you know, what stretch therapy is and what y'all's company does? Okay, well, I'll do my best. And in terms of this podcast, talking about marketing and promotion and that kind of thing, I would say that this is one of the things that we're not particularly good at. (laughs) Very, very succinctly (laughs) describing what stretch therapy is about. So in essence, stretch therapy is a whole range of techniques, stretching exercises and other techniques that we use, the goal of which is to help people unlock their bodies, reduce unnecessary muscular tension and feel more comfortable living in their body day to day. And that doesn't sound like a very sexy goal. It's not the same as, you know, you want to be doing very spectacular things like splits and, you know, backflips and all that kind of stuff. It's not flashy like that. But if you think about your day-to-day life, you live in your body 24-7. And most people, particularly in the Western world, particularly as an adult, they do not feel comfortable living day-to-day in their body. Our system can show you a whole range of techniques that will allow you to feel comfortable in your body. That's what it's about. So that is much more succinct and powerful than you think it is. I thought it sounded pretty sexy to me. Um, I'm just going to okay. say that. It's like, I don't yeah. know. That's what we hear a lot of people saying that they want. Now, y'all have done this over the last 30 years through a number of things. I mean, you've had several phenomenal books. I have it at least two of them upstairs. In fact, I hate to say this, you might love this. I have multiple copies of one of them because we give so many away to people. You've got a phenomenal streaming video platform that you use Vimeo for, and then y'all do workshops and teacher training as well. So, you know, when I look at the company, you know, am I encompassing all the ways you're touching people and touching customers or are there any that I'm missing on those four? In terms of Kit and I and a two-person business, that that is our focus. I would also add, though, that all the people that we train to be teachers of the system, they also have their classes running all around the world. So there is still the face-to-face delivery in a class environment, and that's done by those people that we've trained as teachers in the system. And that group of people is growing quite rapidly. I love it. And we're blessed because here in Charlottesville, we have some of those teachers that have been certified and trained. And so the fact that I can walk into stretch therapy classes whenever I choose is kind of miraculous. And I'll have to share this with you because I thought this was Mm. such a powerful sign of of, of how awesome stretch therapy is, is that my son, my nine-year-old son goes with me pretty regularly. And he is, you know, 
Is he perfect? No, on this one. Does he enjoy it? He likes it so much that after his first class, he asked if he could bring his whole football team to come and and go to a stretch therapy class and they could have their own. And I thought, what nine-year-old asked this? This has got to be good stuff if that's what you're getting. No, I'm curious. You know, you mentioned the worldwide aspect of this. I mean, This following is truly a global following. I mean, I know that you're in Europe. I know that you're based out of Australia. I know that you've been through the U.S. I mean, where else in the world, you know, are you finding teachers or finding workshops right now? Right now, our base outside of Australia, the two bases, one is London, because of course that's very close to many, many countries on the continent of Europe. And also Singapore is our Asia hub now. For many years, Kit did workshops in Hong Kong, but Singapore, for various reasons, we've decided to concentrate in Singapore. And historically, as well as the US, Canada, particularly West Coast Vancouver, has been a huge base. Kit presented workshops there for 10 years running. Many, many, many times we've been to Canada. So they're they're the main places that we've been working. I love it. I love it. Now, Mm. you know, when you look at this... I'm curious, just your thoughts. Now, this is something I know you've been a part of. This is a student and a part of this company, you know, in totality, sitting at right at 20 years. I'm yep. very curious, you know, so many people have start with an idea of something truly unique, something that's powerful, something that can be a methodology. I mean, it is truly mm-hmm. something that they're creating, but rarely do they take it past the idea in their head or a very small local following. I'm curious, you know, when you look at the birth of this methodology and turning this into a global movement, you know, what do you look at as the starting point that let you take this beyond your city, beyond Australia, and to move forward? Well, two things I'd mention, just a little bit of history. In all the years that we've been doing this, which is coming on 30 years now, for 27 of those years we did run a big facility in Canberra at the major university there where Kit was doing his PhD research and where I met Kit. And we had thousands and thousands of students go through that program. I'd also make a side note that our specialty is working with adults, which is quite a different proposition in terms of flexibility work than it is working with children. And I know that personally because my background, my major sport was gymnastics and I was also a coach for a long time, but that's working with young people. So we had this facility running in Canberra for all those years, thousands and thousands of students. We grew many, many teachers in that time. And out of that environment came Kit's books. Basically, that was the workshop, that was the place that all of that material came through and Kit published his books. And his first book, which is called Overcome Neck and Back Pain, Mm -hmm. was an attempt to get the part of the system that is specifically about helping people with back and neck pain problems as compared to someone that just wants to get more flexible. He did that book to get it out to a wider audience and that was very successful. And then he was hounded for many months by a lady in Newcastle, north of where we were in Australia, and all of the people in her family had back pain and she desperately wanted Kit to come and run workshops and Kit's response was, I don't want to do that. I want you to read my book. That's why I put out a book. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she was very persistent and that was the genesis of the workshops. The very first workshops that Kit did were one day overcome neck and back pain workshops where people would come along and he would show them all of his techniques to help them overcome their back pain. And then it just grew from there. So it's like a lot of things, I think. You put your energies into one thing and you go off on a bit of a tangent and then something grows. So that was the first workshop stream. All the while, we were still running our classes, growing teachers, different models we were using in that regard. And then I don't remember how the workshops went outside Australia, but something happened. Maybe it was just an invite from someone. It may well have been Canada where we started. can't remember now. And then it just grew from there. Now, you know, one of the things that makes this brand to me so powerful is that it's very multifaceted. I mean, you're able to touch people on so many different levels. And, you know, we were talking about this beforehand, but, you know, different opportunities speak to different markets, whether we're talking about geographic markets or age range markets. So, you know, when we look at the fact that you started with the brick and mortar facility, you know, really transforming this, you added books 
from the books grew workshops out of the workshops. And I actually don't know which comes next, but out of the workshops, we know following this comes, you know, heavy amounts of teacher training worldwide and then your online programs. You know, I'm curious as y'all looked at this and, and as you thought, how do I, you know, create a brand that is, for lack of a better term, a legacy brand, you know, something that will live mm-hmm. beyond just even y'all's lifetimes. How important mm-hmm. was it to have that multifaceted approach, you know, to, to have more than just the book, to have more than just the workshop, but to continue to touch people in more and more ways? From my perspective, all of it's important and they all support each other. But in terms of getting the material out to as many people as possible, there's only so many workshops you can run and see people face to face. But if you develop online materials that people see as very accessible, it's almost infinite how many people you could reach, assuming that you have the capacity to put that material in front of all of those people. And that's one of the things that we are grappling with right now. And a side note to that is that the materials that we have at the moment on our Vimeo channel, that's our online platform that we're using to deliver those materials, just because of an historical accident, many of those programs really pitched at the end of the spectrum where people really need to get very flexible. So what I mean is maybe they're dancers or gymnasts or something and they really need exceptional flexibility because we can help with that as well. We can help you get really, really flexible. But if you think about what I said before, the goal of stretch therapy is to, you know, take the average adult body and just make them feel more comfortable. They don't need those techniques. They need much gentler things and they need to start somewhere else. So our focus right now is on a series that we're going to call Absolute Beginner Stretching. And really that is trying to reproduce the classes that we taught for years and years and years in that facility in Australia and how do we deliver that in an online setting. That is what we're grappling with right now. And the reason I mention that is that plays into how do we get it out to a much broader audience, many, many different parts of the world. That's where we're at right now. And I'll make one more comment. We are very good at the content side, really, really good at that in all aspects, the actual content, the production in terms of the quality of the video material, because Kit has a huge background in that. He was a live television director and commercial photographer, so he's on top of all of that sort of stuff. But the marketing side of things, we don't gravitate towards it, but we realise it's a huge gap in what we've been doing, and so we're really focused on that as well. And that's one of the reasons we're talking to you because you're very, very good at that kind of thing. <laughs> well, well, I think it's one of these things that and it's interesting. You know, we were talking beforehand that when it comes down to, you know, building an online market within this, it's a totally different world. It's a world that that has a highly creative side where you're analyzing your market, you're analyzing what they need. Like, I love mm. the fact that y'all are looking and saying, I love the online programs. Perfect example of this. I'm a yoga and Pilates instructor who danced, you know, as a child. And, and, you know, I call myself terribly inflexible. And then I'll sit in front of like a physiotherapist or physical therapist and they will laugh at me because, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like my hands go flat on the ground. To me, that's awful. You know, on this one in comparison, because I look at my historical aspects, but I find it interesting that, you know, as we talk about first fat you know, understanding your market that, you know, y'all recognize right off the bat that the broader market is not me. That's Mm. not where we sit. The broader market is those people that, you know, they bend over and their hands barely reach past their knees if they're lucky. And it's impeding their stretch or flexibility capacity is impeding their Mm. entire life. So the fact that y'all saw that, to me, that's like, that's such a massive part of it because it's getting the product right for your market and opening that up. You know what it's fun with, and I'm curious because I'll have to ask this, you know, as we go forward is right now, I know you look at a lot of analytics, but when you were looking at at, at analytics or, or considering what this looked like, who was giving you the feedback that this was too much and that you needed to roll down? Was this something that y'all just recognized or was this something that people were providing in comments or did you do a survey how did you kind of wrap your head around just that first decision? 
you know, to, to really release programs based around that. I'm curious, like, was that something that y'all just recognized, like, hey, we're missing this? Or did more go into recognizing that? A couple of comments. Because Kit has three books out there, I think even subconsciously we thought, well, that material is already available. Yeah. But, of course, it's in a written form, which yeah. is only one way that people consume information. And now because there's the internet and, you know, everyone's got access to a camera and they you know, put video material out anywhere, many, many, many people learn from watching. Yeah. And in terms of moving from the face-to-face delivery in a class – Video really does lend itself to reproducing the experience that you'd have in a class to some extent, unless you do live streaming and interactive work. It's not exactly the same, but people are consuming information through video material. So we realized that we needed to get video material out there. I mentioned before it was a bit of a historical accident. We had an association for a while with a gentleman whose market really was a bit more at this sort of advanced end, and that's what led to the mastery series that we have on our Vimeo program, and that really is more for the people that need to get more flexible. They're they're really interested in flexibility versus just feeling more comfortable in their body. So that series, we put that together very quickly, very high quality. It's been very, very well received, but now we want to go back and develop programs that speak to the average person, average adult Western body, which is tight and doesn't feel comfortable in the day-to-day life. We want to do it in a follow-along class format, so not the sort of heavy instruction that some of other programs have got because people don't want huge information in that sense. They just want to be told what to do and follow along. We've also been thinking about how time-poor people are. So originally our concept was... 10 one-hour programs and a lot of the feedback we got through our forum site where we asked people for their feedback, people said no, that would turn people off because they'd go, I don't have an hour. So now we've paired it back to it would probably be 20, 15-minute follow-along sessions, which you could then mix and match and build your own stretching sequences. So our goal right now is to produce programs, online programs that speak to that market and remove any impediment to people getting involved with it. So they're not too long, they're not too expensive, they're not anything. It's just press play and off you go. That's our goal. And so if I'm hearing that right, the forums and the feedback you got there has played a huge role in how you're setting this up, you know, enabling other people. That's what I was really curious on there is where did you get your feedback from? Because so oftentimes, Mm -hmm. you know, people will dive into this and then they'll have a product that they're audience loves the idea of, but like, as you mentioned, it's too long or they'll have, you know, a product that's just geared towards a slightly wrong part of their market. I think the fact that y'all were constantly, you know, gathering data in your forums, by the way, that the forums are unbelievable. And now I'm like, I'm trying to remember if it's the five R's or the six R's I'm in that forum all the time. And, you know, that's a powerful place just to constantly be gathering feedback. After you've done this, I'm curious, you know, as we talk about like this global market, how do different parts of the world receive training differently? I mean, what have you learned about that over the years that that kind of shapes the decision as well? You know, do you have areas where your books are more popular or areas where workshops are more popular? What have you learned and how have y'all tracked that? Well, I've mentioned before that our Northern Hemisphere base currently, or maybe we spoke about this before the podcast, currently we focus our attentions on London and Singapore as well as Australia because we're based in Australia. We've got many, many people involved here in Australia. Prior to that, Kit Lachlan, he did many years of workshops in the US as well as Canada and they were well received, I would say, in the US market but the US market does seem to need a different style of everything Mm -hmm. and I don't mean that negatively. They want short, sharp trainings. They want everything in one go. They don't seem to read as much as other markets compared to the European market. How do we know that? If we look at who the people are on our forums, very, very few of those people are based in North America. They are European people. And 
I don't know whether it's just because of Kit's history in academia or, or the books that he has out there, but we love words. We love lots of words, which means people need to read those words. Yeah. And even when you, if you look at our online materials, there's lots of information as well as practical exercises yeah. that people do. And so we have found that the European market has really responded to our style. So that's the first comment I'd make. The world has changed very rapidly in the last 10 years. People consume stuff online. They love video material and they love podcasts like this. People love to listen to people versus reading. So we have the books out there in the marketplace already and they still sell very well. We realised that we needed to focus our attention online delivery and that's video and audio. I love that. It makes sense. I think one of the key things is, is that, you know, as you're thinking about you know, the possibility of taking a brand globally. We do this even in our consulting program. We recognize yeah. that very different regions of the world are looking for very different things. We've got a lot of clients in Australia and New Zealand. We've got a lot of clients in Europe. We've got a lot of clients in the U.S. and Canada. And there's distinctive differences about what each one is going for. Our European clients mm -hmm. are almost always the first question that they ask is, how can I work as little as possible and then take as much time off? You know, our, and I, which I love. I'm like, oh, the New Orleanian in me is thrilled with that. You know, my American and, and Canadian clients tend to be very driven. And they want, as you said, actually short, quick actions to take. And they're the ones that sometimes I have to say, like, are you really working 40 hours a week or are you working 90 hours a week? And, yeah. you know, they'd be okay probably with either one. And then, you know, mm. our Australian and New Zealand markets, it's all very different. I think the key thing is recognizing where, because the beauty of digital marketing is that you can put forth a different message into different regions of the world. You know, you can put forth a message that's highly geared towards Europeans that directs them potentially even more to the books and more to the forums and more towards things that may have slightly more detailed training. Likewise, you mm. can develop something for the Americans that is short, sweet, and quick to the point. And that's the beauty of digital marketing is it allows you to do that relatively easily because oftentimes it's about presenting the message. Now, you know, yeah. as I think about this and I consider y'all have actually just built out like a pretty major studio as well because the video is truly a huge focus going forward. So tell me your quality is exceptional. That's something it's always mm. been. Whether I'm listening to like MP3s of relaxation recordings or whether I'm looking at video, the quality is incredibly strong. So how important was it to make sure that the technical side of things were phenomenal for your clients as you were moving into even more online? From Kit's perspective, extremely important. <laughs> and he has a long history in, in that side of things. And he just loves that stuff. But in terms of producing things, having the best equipment makes it all very, very easy, very easy. What I mean there is if the technology doesn't work for you, then it gets very frustrating and that comes across in the programs that you're producing. So we've been very fortunate that Kid, as well as being the founder and, and a very good presenter, he's also on top of all of the technical side. Yeah. Having said that, it means you do everything yourself, which is what I think a lot of smaller businesses tend to do. They do everything themselves. So the new studio that you mentioned is – going to be liberating for us. It is basically a fully transportable live TV studio. That's what it is. It's got with four cameras set up. It's got a little switching unit so that you can – it's almost like editing a live TV program. Someone's yeah. on camera, multiple ankles that you can go with, very good audio. And what this means in terms of the time that we spend on things is it will be very natural because we're both experienced in presenting – and it's sort of be very natural. It's almost like you're there in our studio doing the class with us. Yeah. That's very important. But it removes the need for any editing. And anyone that's ever produced mm. any videos before, you often spend three or four times the amount of time you spent producing the thing on the post work, the editing work. Yep. And that's just not an efficient use of time. Yeah. So this new technology, and it's been around for a while, I mean, it's been around forever, but it's been very, very expensive. Now we have 
literally right downstairs from where I'm sitting talking to you, we have all of that technology, our own studio ready to go, plus we can take it on the road with us. It's fully portable. So it's liberating. We're so excited to get going using it. When I was away last week, I was talking with a very good friend of ours. He does an enormous amount of live videos and recorded videos, and he has just installed what seemed to be, you know, like he said, it was a major investment moving forward for him. But in reality, it was a roughly eight to $10,000 US studio. Now, mm-hmm. I understand because it's funny. My friend who is with us is doing this. He's from Sweden, but lives in London, but he bought everything in the US. And sitting across from us was my girlfriend who lives in Australia. And she was dying mm-hmm. laughing, but she said, in Australia, you double everything when it comes to this kind of stuff because you're having to ship it all in or it's so much of it as you go forward. But, you know, yeah. what our friend shared who did this, and I think this is a really powerful thing, is he said, this sounds like such a big investment when you're doing this. But when you deal with the editing time on the back end and what that can cost if you have to pay a professional videographer or professional mm-hmm. editor to do this, he said, this literally paid itself off in about three months for us. This wasn't even a question, you know, the fact that they worked with someone and they actually worked with a group called live streaming pros. Kit is so lucky because he is very technical himself. I am not technical. When I start thinking of what camera I need to buy and what microphone I need to use, my eyes start rolling back in my head and I think, oh my gosh, this is crazy. But Mm. the fact is, is that if you don't have that quality it really does affect your overall sales. It certainly affects your marketing as you go forward. I mean, it, it's almost like professional grade quality is almost a necessity. But at the same time, if you set it up right to begin with, the savings on the back end of what that means is enormous. I know where he's coming from. I'm just jealous that you have him <laughs> because I, as I'm doing this, I'm the girl who's like, can someone who knows what this mixer is supposed to look like, if I send you a picture, will you tell me if I have the dials right? So we've got this. You've built this. You know the market. You understand the content. Right now, I'm curious, you know, and you may not have an answer for this, but what is the ideal platform that you're going to use to share the fact that this new content is coming? I mean, obviously, we're talking here, but y'all have a large following between your forums, mm-hmm. I'm guessing with emails. How are you looking at getting this out to say to people, this is available and this is something that you need to take full advantage of? Well, I mentioned before that we don't come to the whole promotion and marketing side very naturally. It's not part of our psyche, if I can put it that way. We are rank beginners in this field. And so we've been doing a lot of research, a lot of thinking about it, a lot of discussion with our teachers who are themselves based all around the world and asking them what they've done, what's worked for them. I've been doing a lot of looking into how to use social media, which ones, how different markets, different groups that those different platforms speak to. Because part of being a two-person company is you can't do everything all at once. You need to think about where do I start, where do I put my energy, see how it goes, that kind of thing. So historically, we have had some success with Facebook. Facebook has been good to us in terms of having a page on Facebook and promoting stretch therapy. We have a very big email following, so that allows us to push out a lot of information. But most of the other platforms we haven't really engaged with yet. We've been talking with some of our European colleagues who have had some big successes using Instagram. Mm -hmm. So we have some plans for that. But as I said, we're new to the digital marketing space. We really are. And so we are finding our way, doing a lot of research. Well, and the fact is, is that even big companies, you know, even when we're talking to people who are like, I have a team of six or 10 or 20 behind me, the best means, and I mean, it's funny, because this was a a literally comment someone made last week, and I thought it was so powerful, is you've you've almost got to focus on one product to market or one realm of products to market for one Mm -hmm. year with one major platform. And, you know, literally just say, I'm going to fine tune this over and over and over again. And It's interesting because I consider Facebook and Instagram kind of the same platform. I mean, they're both owned by Facebook. They vary a little bit differently, but you can really repurpose content between the two places. And when it comes down to doing paid advertisements, you do it all in one place, Mm -hmm. which is powerful. I would imagine that 
and I mean, just a few things as we're sitting here talking about it, and it's fun to consider, you know, Instagram is going to be powerful from the fact that these short 15, 20 second long videos that y'all do of just a simple Mm -hmm. exercise or even a a sped up version of an exercise. I mean, I think those are going to go like wild when people see those on Instagram. Those are just Mm -hmm. very viral and they tend to do so well. And it's such a beautiful message. At the same time, Facebook lives, which can easily be boosted, I could see those being incredible. And you've got the setup to really stream a high quality Facebook live, which y'all do. Facebook live, one of the best things about it is that Facebook is giving priority to Facebook lives. They're going to go out. If you turn on a Facebook live, literally Facebook looks at it as its job right now to say, how many people can I get this in front of? Because they want to encourage more people to use it. They want to be a video platform. I suspect that they are going to compete very heavily with YouTube and Vimeo and all of these. And those are just two very beautiful things. And creating that organic traffic, you know, that comes through there, most of those things can then be repurposed into advertisements. And again, the cool thing is about the social world is that you could get so specific that, I mean, you might say, I've got a huge amount of users that are in France or Germany or in Singapore or in Hong Kong. And I'm going to do an ad that specifically targets them in their specific language. I can still target Mm -hmm. English speakers, but I'm going to really consider Germany is a very different place than France. You know, when you think about like even the problems that they're going to encounter, and I mean, I'm being very generalized right now, but Germany is very stiff and has that tendency. They work very hard. They have a an immense work ethic when it comes down to this. Not saying they don't have it in France, but I find that, you know, when I'm in France, it's much more willing to take it a little bit easy as they roll. Mm. And the cool thing about being able to put out messages, even country by country, and not starting with every country all at once, you know, just saying, we're only going to target in these five countries where we have a good base and we'll add a country every three months. You know, that's kind of an amazing thing that you can do that we've never been able to do at any other point in the world. It's mind-blowing. Okay, I I love this. So now I'm curious. Can I I just make a a comment on that note? One of the things we've been talking about and researching just yesterday, actually, was this new Absolute Beginner Stretching series that we're putting together at the moment. We've been looking at ways to either do subtitling, but Mm -hmm. because it's a follow-along program, we probably won't go down that route. We have teachers all around the world who speak all of those languages, and what we're leaning towards is having them do a separate voice recording over the top of our video material, and then we would make all of those programs available in multiple languages because, you know, not everyone around the world speaks English. So that's what we're thinking about as well. Or maybe even because their whole video setup now is portable, we might produce those programs using our qualified teachers. We'll go to them and film it and they'll produce it in their own language. So the possible reach in terms of parts of the world where they don't speak English as their first language is infinite. I love that y'all are even thinking about what this looks like. Because, I mean, I feel like, so many things get stopped because they're English only. And it's a conversation. The group that I was with last week, 50% of them are not from the US. You know, so we've got a huge number of people that English is not their first language. And where we're seeing that they're having enormous success is that it's funny, but I was having dinner on Saturday night with my girlfriend who's from Norway and my other girlfriend mm-hmm. from Australia. And, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. English is a first language in Australia, not an issue, but there's nuances, not to the language, but to the culture that's very specific to Australia. And in Norway, it's unbelievable advantage to be able to do it in Norwegian. And actually, because in their market, Sweden is so closely tied to Norway as far as languages go, in Sweden as Mm -hmm. well. So, you know, when you start thinking about how you open these doors, you can't stop it the US, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, and the UK. It's like you've ruled out 80%. Well, I don't know if it's literally 80%, but you probably ruled out 60% of the world if you stop there. And that Mm. other part of the world is hungry for people to meet them in their language, 
to engage with them mm-hmm. culturally, you know, to have something that they can follow on it. And that's the markets where you don't have to fight in at all. Because you're the only person. Yeah. I love that. Now, I'm curious because you just started talking, you know, one of your major pushes, and I don't even know exactly when y'all started doing official teacher trainings, but a major push has been to say, how do I take this methodology, certify people within this, and send them out into the world to share this? When did teacher training start? I would say at least 10 years ago, possibly a little bit longer. So I'll just give you a little bit of history. We had that facility in Canberra for all those years, and the way we trained new teachers in that setting, they were all long-time students. So they were fully immersed in the system. They absolutely loved it. They were all successful professionals in other fields. And then one day they decided I wanted to become a stretch therapy teacher. And so they went back and they were trained on the job. Because we had all those classes, they would train in the class setting. Of course, you can't reproduce that all around the world unless you've got many, many teachers everywhere. So that's where the idea of the workshops came from. And we've used many different formats. The one that we've arrived at in the last two years, we're very pleased with. It's much more intensive in terms of the prior experience that people need. It's much more intensive, the actual teacher training component. And we're delivering that in London and Singapore and Australia, and it's working really, really well. So I would say about 10 years we've been doing that. Okay. And as you look at this, I'm curious, you know, what have been the biggest highs and lows about building a teacher training? Because I feel like you know, one of these questions that I get from a lot of people and, and especially, you know, brick and mortar studio owners that have something truly unique and they say, okay, I, I want to share this, or I even just want to ensure that my staff is teaching at the same methodology that I am in. What goes into building out this teacher training so that you've got something that's a cohesive format and formula that can be taught anywhere to anyone and you could feel confident bringing them out in? Well, that's a very interesting question. I just said before that we've trialled different models, different ways of presenting the material. And this is a general comment about stretch therapy. You asked me at the very beginning of this podcast, you know, what is stretch therapy all about? And I started out by saying it's a difficult thing to kind of pare down to 25-word elevator pitch type thing. Stretch therapy is not a formula system. It's not everyone starts here, everyone then does this. That that is not what stretch therapy is about. It is a a huge collection of a lot of different techniques, some of which are stretching, some of which focus on other things. And it's presenting each individual person with a series of challenges to work out what their body needs. So the teacher guides them, but it's not a formula system at all. And so in terms of producing materials for a teacher training, the same thing has to be reflected there. It's not a, this is your class one, you learn this content and then off you go. It's, it's not like that at all. Yep. It's really learning an approach and a system, not a set, set of exercises. Yep. Because yep. every single person that you come across in a class setting or if you're doing it one-on-one, they're an unique individual. Yep. So it's about an approach that we're trying to teach. So I don't know if that really makes any sense or indeed. It does make sense. In some ways, and that was the reason why I was curious about this. In some ways, I feel like it almost makes it more difficult as you're developing the training. And that's why I was curious because, you know, having been to one of your workshops, I mean, granted, this was seven years ago. It was a workshop where they were going through the certification program. Having seen that, what I wondered is how do you develop something that isn't step one, step two, step three? You know, because that's not how it was presented at all. And it was so much more powerful because what I left with was, I'll call them pillars. They were pillars Uh that I knew I could apply to myself. I knew I could apply them to somebody else. And there were certainly, there were exercises that I was being taught and there were ways to do them. There were ways to improve them. And there were all of those things as we went forward. But, But the pillars behind everything was really how I felt like, that's what I left with. And that gave me the opportunity to have a lot of freedom in how I looked at my own body and every other person that walked in front of me. I don't know if that Mm -hmm. makes sense, but that's what I found. And as I saw it, I wondered, how do you build a training like that? Because it isn't linear is I think the best way Mm -hmm. to say it. It's almost like a circle to me. Like I have everything Mm -hmm. that's within the circle that I can use as a tool. 
And it's up to Mm -hmm. me to decide how to use that. And I guess I'll argue here, just because I saw who was in the workshop with me. One Mm. thing that was amazing about your workshop was the quality of people it attracted. I mean, there were physicians, there were physical therapists, there were long-term practitioners, and then there were brand new people. But everyone had brought an incredible amount of body awareness and incredible amount of intelligence to the table. It was one of those Mm -hmm. where I left with half the people's phone numbers and email addresses, and I still stayed in touch with a lot of them because they were just so delightful as human beings. So I'm curious, based on the people that you attract and the fact that it's a nonlinear approach, do you feel like that assists enormously in people being able to leave and then execute this with their clients or with their own bodies? Yes and no. What we find is people go through our training and they do a huge amount of work and they absolutely love it. But some people do go away a little bit, well, what do I do now? Because it's not, you know, start with this and you must go on to this. But our, our strong encouragement to anyone that does any of our trainings, whether it be just an individual coming along, learning techniques for their own body or someone that might, you know, put it into their studio they already run our big hope is that people run standalone stretch therapy classes is just get going because you know more than your students know. You know enough. Just get going, get started. And the way that you just characterised your workshop experience, that's exactly what it was like in all of our classes all those years. It was never a one-way transmission, I'm the teacher, I'm telling you what to do. It was, I'm showing you the best understanding that I have right now. These are the techniques that are working for us now. Let's all try it together. And your job is to work out what works for you. And that's liberating for a person to not have to rely on the teacher to tell them what to do. They're just guiding them. And our system, as we teach it now, is very different to what it looked like 15 years ago because we're just interested in finding the very best techniques trialing them on as many people as possible and people that are interested in that, not being forced to do something. And I think that's why we attract the kind of people that you've just mentioned, you've Mm -hmm. come across. And this has always been the case. We've attracted people that are open-minded, wanting to, you know, find the things that work for them, but also contribute to the group that they're in, whatever that is. Maybe it's a class, maybe it's through online forums. It's a very powerful atmosphere that we've created. And largely that was driven by Kit because that is his way of being in the world. He's not attached to anything. He just wants to find the best techniques and get the information out there as widely as possible. I love it. That makes so much sense to me. Now, did you always plan that there would be, or was there a goal that to reach a certain number of countries, or was that just very organic that country by country, people started just coming along board? They started coming on board for this. It was definitely organic. It was particular individuals that Kit came across in various places. I mentioned Canada. We have a strong supporter in Canada, and she hosted many, many workshops. The U.S. experience was, I'm pretty sure the lady that was originally the visa host for KIT. Because one of the things people don't realise is you can't just get on a plane and go and offer a workshop wherever you want in the world. You have to have the right work visas and all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of things that goes on in the background to be able to do face-to-face trainings. And so KIT met a particular lady and she hosted KIT for a while and then ultimately it was Robin, who you know. She lives down the road from you. Similarly in Hong Kong, similarly in Singapore, it's really the power of a particular individual who is struck by the material, falls in love with it, and wants to help promote it, get it out there. That's that's the way it's worked. So definitely organic. That's the way it's gone. And it's also, and I think this is an important thing for us to realize, no matter what kind of business you're in, when you find what we call an evangelist or an influencer, you know, someone (laughs) who is genuinely not only passionate about what you do, but they are very effective in communicating that passion to others. And that passion sways people to them. Those are relationships to nourish intimately. It's something that I think I find that most businesses, this is a major thing that they miss. You know, they kind of take for granted that these people are out there without realizing if you nurture and nourish that relationship, the response is that the reach and opportunity grows tenfold. So we were always very conscientious within our business 
we knew who our influencers and evangelists were. You know, we knew them, we nurtured, we made it a part of our business to engage with them on a different level because it was that important to us. I love hearing that as you go forward. Now, right now, how many countries do you have teachers in? Probably 25. They're all listed on our website. Many countries. I'll just make one comment about, you mentioned, you know, how we format our teacher training, those sorts of things, and who we attract to those trainings. Many, many of the people historically who have come to our teacher trainings have been practitioners already of some other modality. The big draw cards have been massage therapists. We get a lot of them come to our trainings, a lot of yoga teachers, a lot of Pilates teachers, and you call it physical therapy. We get the odd physiotherapist. One of the things that we've always struggled with in terms of building our brand and getting the term stretch therapy more broadly known, because if you say to someone, I I teach stretching, they go, is it a yoga class? And you'll go, no. Or they'll go, oh, is it a Pilates class? And most of those people have never been to yoga or Pilates, but that, that name, those brands are well known. And one of the things I think we haven't done particularly well is, or it's just, it's just how it's panned out, is because the people that come to our teacher trainings are already practitioners of other things, what they do, and we absolutely support this, is they take the material and they meld it in with what they're already doing, but they don't help us promote the brand stretch therapy. And that's just what's happened. One of the reasons it's happened is, and I know it's true in your country and it's true in a lot of places in the world, is if you are a teacher of a certain modality, you're usually a member of some kind of association and you're required to do continuing education. That's just part of the industry and it is an industry. And What we've done now in the last two or three years is we only take people into our teacher training who just want to do stretch therapy and want to teach stretch therapy classes. They're not people that just want to learn new techniques and meld them into their other things that they're already doing. So the standard of people or the mentality of the people that we're getting into our teacher training now is a group of people who are so much more... I'm struggling to find the right words. It's not that the people that have done our training before aren't fully into it. They are. But now we have a group of people that are they are really, really focused on stretch therapy. They want to go deep into that system. They want to get it out there. They want to help as much as they can. No, I I love that. Well, they're very focused, it sounds like. You've managed to narrow this down where rather than this being one more tool in the toolbox, which, I mean, I think we see this all the time in the fitness world, that I'll ask someone – what do you do? And they'll start listing certifications. And I swear it's like, you know, a page into the certifications. I'm going, well, what does this mean that you do? You've just told me, yes. you know, 28 things that you're certified in. I do think that one thing that we're seeing enormously, I mean, and this is very mm-hmm. real, is that we have a lot of students and studios that when we look at the numbers, when we look at, you know, what they're doing in their programs, you know, they, they followed the trends of, I need to offer Pilates. I need to offer Pilates bar and yoga. I need to offer Pilates Mm. bar yoga and cycling. It was Mm. not enough to offer just therapeutic yoga. I've got to offer therapeutic yoga, you know, Kundalini. I've got to offer, you know, power yoga. And they're trying to go as broad as possible. But, Mm. you know, we've had taken at least 10 studios that, you know, when we looked at the numbers, we looked at where everything sat. We said, you need to niche back down. Don't try Mm. to do it all. Do one thing and doing extraordinarily well. And, you know, what we'll find is, one, their profitability soars. You know, Mm -hmm. from a business side, it's phenomenal. But two, they tend to be 10 times happier because, Mm. you know, one focus lets you go deep and let your clients get powerful results. It's not saying that the other is wrong. It's just a, Mm. it is a trend that we have seen that I think, you know, it's reflecting in even in your teacher training. You know, people are wanting to have that richer, deeper experience and they're wanting that for their clients as well. Yeah, we've we've seen exactly the same trends. So we made a conscious decision to just opt out of all of that. We are offering a fantastic program and, you know, come along and get involved in it. And the people that we're attracting 
are after the same sort of thing. They're not certification hunters. Yep. It's a term we use, people that just want more and more bits of paper saying they, they can do something. And I'm sure they're, they're, what they're offering is good, but going deeper into something is hugely powerful. I agree. I agree. Now, just out of curiosity, you know, I, I, I'm realizing I was laughing. I could think I could talk to you for about three hours and, and that would not, I would not have enough information, but I'd like, I just realized we're hitting right at an hour long mark and I'm not going to take your whole okay. morning as you go. I want to know though, because we're going to be, we'll obviously be posting this as well in the blog post associated with this, but if someone wants to learn more about teacher training, where would they start? Mm-hmm. Will they start at the stretch therapy website? Yes. Okay. Yes. And they can also link, and we're going to provide links as well to Kit's books and to the video programming. I do think, you know, this is like one of those systems that when I look at how many books I've given away over the years or how many, I don't want to, you probably, I should probably start paying you for the restorative stuff. Although I swear everyone I send to you winds up buying the doggone Vimeo things, Vimeo uh, program. So I'm like, hopefully that's paying for it. But I've written down y'all's names so many times over the years and just said, this resource, you know, is one of those life-changing ones. It's one that I go back to and I use it every single week and I've done it for seven years and I can't say that about a lot of things. So, oh, it's just unbelievable. I believe in this so much. And I think, you know, the other thing is, is that the trends supported it. We had a, there was a killer article in the New York Times that came out. I don't remember if it was earlier this year, the end of last year. And you know, they were really explaining the trends of stretching. You know, why is this Mm -hmm. the next big thing? And I feel like this truly is when I talk more and more and more to people, there are so many bodies that have been pushed so hard and not Mm. taken a break that we're now dealing with a lot of broken bodies that are seemingly in excellent shape. And it's got the balance now has to return. And the good news is, is there's this educated population that is saying, wow, I'm seeking out the flip side of what I've been doing which means that stretch therapy, the ability to allow the body to release, I mean, I think it's just hitting its, I think it's just now barely hitting where it's going to go. And we're going to see it scale upwards from there. It's powerful. I hope so. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) All signs point that way. I'm going to be, I'm going to be cheering you on as you go to Olivia. Thank you so much for being willing to come on, for sharing this brand, for sharing how this has been built around there. I'm so excited. We're going to have Kid on in a few months to share his story, which is, you know, the two of y'all. Wow. I mean, what a couple doing such powerful work in the world and a partnership that's yielding such massive change. So thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for having me on your program. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Oh, it's wonderful. And, and to all of you who have joined us and who've been listening, again, if you want to learn more about what we've been talking about, head to the blog post that's associated with this. You can find out all about how to register for a teacher training, to learn more about the stretch therapy program. I totally encourage you to dive onto their forums and take a peek and also just to enjoy the video series. I I feel like not only are they pretty incredible, they're also incredibly affordable. And so we have a huge amount of those that we, I'm scared to say, in fact, my husband just alerted me that I, this was last night, that I had bought one of them twice. He said they're on both of our accounts. So I said, well, it was important enough that I needed them on both enough, both of our accounts. I use that one a lot. Um, but, uh, but if you look for that, please know that's exactly where you're going to find it. So to all of you, thank you so much for joining us. We'll look forward to seeing you next week. Ready to build your own empire? Join us in our free Ready Aim Empire Facebook group, where we're taking action steps to building epic businesses every single day. Head to ReadyAimEmpire.com to get started.